Hey everybody, this is me again, and that's him again, and we got somebody in we the middle another. again. So we got, we got a he, he, and him. A he, he, and a him. Yeah. So, hey guys, the, if, we, you, if you're not on planet Earth... I, I would then, think they may actually introduce you. Well, just yeah, but if it, look, if they people don't know what this week is in Lyons County, Georgia, and the surrounding areas, then I think they're hidden under a rock. What week is it? I don't remember. In case y'all don't know, this this is Marty Rogers. Um, he could tell us what week it is. What week is this, Marty? Wintersville, man. Best week of the whole year. Absolutely. All right, so for now we win. <laughs> you say we. Now you're the homer again. Last yeah. week you didn't want to be a homer. This no, week I'm always a okay. Homer. So my this question may not be a happy one. All right, now I, I'm from, I was here a while back, you know. Back when they beat first time, first time I met you was on on the strip in Ashley Street. We won't talk about that. No. Uh, you turn in Wendy's parking lot. No, this was, was this Wendy's or McDonald's? No, this was at the the Sitco right there on North Ashley Street. It used to be the Sitco. Yep, 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 yep. In the corner, the broke down car wash. Yeah, yep, sure enough. Anyway, we'll we'll we'll, touch, we'll circle back to that one. <laughs> so so Wintersville Classic is this matchup between Valdosta and Lowndes County. And when I say matchup, we're talking football, correct? Correct. All right. So, Lowndes, how long have they been playing? Well, first, you got to introduce who he well, is. This, this, I, I did, I think. But we'll anyway, for those that don't know, this is Marty Rogers, and he is the voice of the Vikings. Okay. Well, making sure you knew. I was, Radio announcing for me. I was listening. So, you're, okay, you're the one that made a mistake last time. Okay, hey, now I know. <laughs> if it was a mistake, it was probably me. <laughs> No, I was. Uh, I actually listened to you guys when I was coming back up from Tallahassee two weeks ago, two weeks ago or yeah, three weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, uh, did a pretty good job, man. It's a that's a cool cool job. I mean, well, how long have you been doing? I've been part of the broadcast for 15 years. Um, this is my third year doing the play by play. Um, followed up the great Wes James, who did it for a long, long time. Uh, Bill Osborne. I came on with those guys really by accident. To some degree, I was on the sidelines during a, uh, a game in 07, and uh, one of our players got hurt. The great Gregory came out, the, and, and of course, they're on the home side press box, and we're on the visitor side. I was up in Warner Robins, and they see me on the sidelines, so they called me and said, Hey, what's wrong with Greg? And I was able to walk over and couldn't really, can't get a report, you know, you can't right. talk to coaches, but I was able to see they were taping up his ankle, and I called him and said, Hey, he's, he's coming back in the game, he's fine. And, after that game, the, the, they got with the radio station and said, we, we're going to give you a mic if you want to do it. Uh, well, I, I, you know, sounds like fun. 15 years later, here I am. So so you like it. So you enjoy it. I enjoy being around the, the program and yeah. being around the kids. Absolutely. Yeah, of course, obviously, we love to talk football. That's what we all love to do. But being around the kids and, and getting to be a part of the, the program is probably the, 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 the greatest thing. That's why, I, that's why I'm still doing it 15 years later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, so... Do you get those those people like myself that when I was traveling back up here to listen, or you get those, um, because Lyons County has a, a real long following. My uh, uh, late mother-in-law, no, my late grandmother-in-law had season tickets there. So she used to listen to it on the radio at home when she couldn't go as she got into her older years. And so she, so I can remember back in the 80s listening to her Holler and scream at the radio when it was when it was going. So, do you hear a lot from people in the surrounding areas that actually say, "Okay, yeah, I've, I've 
We, we do. We, it's amazing to me how many people actually do listen, um, especially the last year and a half of COVID. I think we've had more more listeners than ever. Um, but what I what I found interesting is not just in Lowndes County, but uh, of course we're part of uh, 99.5, that's Kicks Country, one of Black Crow Media's um, seven stations here, and it's the largest station, so you got to get an hour, hour and a half stretch. If you drive an hour this way or hour that way, you can hear. Right. Um, and on a clear night, it picks up even further. It, it does. So I, I've got, like for instance, I've got employees in uh, southwest Georgia that, that listen to us. And right. I think, again, we go at 8 o'clock. Most, most games now are starting at 730. A yeah. lot of other teams start at 730. I think we get a lot of people that tune into us after, after their game on the way home to try to see what Lowndes, what's right. Lowndes doing. Lowndes is kind of the flagship South Georgia okay, yeah. the last, program. The last yeah, quarter, yeah, quarter and a half. Yeah. I, you can actually hear you in Tallahassee. Just on the other side of Tallahassee, it's, it, it, it kind of gets staticky. But in there by and that's the probably just my voice screaming from the press box. Okay. You might can hear the radio, too. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But my, my thing is, I, I, it was just astonishing that I could actually pick it up, and I was also picking Conquer Counties up. Yeah. So it was it was kind of cool to be able to flip back and forth between the two. Um, but it's always good to see the man behind the, behind the mic when it comes to those things because that takes somebody special. Let, let me point out one thing, folks. We did not just invite the Vikings. Um, we did invite Derek Carroll, who is the voice of the Cats. And, Which is not awesome. And, and, and unfortunately, Dirk had a previous obligation. Um, we're awaiting a phone call from him now. Hopefully he can get away for just a minute. And that brings up an excellent point. Dirk, Dirk obviously is... is earning his paycheck somewhere and we, we understand that uh you know we do this for fun this right, this right. is a hobby for, for both of us it's something that we get to do because we love it we love being around the kids love being around the program and this is our way of of, of doing that and the same for dirk dirk and i have known each other a long long time but uh dirk i mean obviously it, it, he, he must be scared or he'd probably be here i would there think you go, dirk. Uh, you know, so it, it, but no, so we, we know Dirk is working. What you're saying, Dirk is under the rock because he don't want he don't want to compete this year. That's <laughs> what I heard. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That's not Dirk. It's somebody. No, it's not. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Dirk, Dirk is uh, Dirk does color for the Wildlife broadcast, and he is probably the best color guy. You know, I got I got a good one too. I got to I got to give Matt Emmon some credit too. But Dirk, Dirk's excellent at what he does. But explain the difference for those out there. You do. I, I do the play by play. Okay. And, and then we have what we call color. Play by play is uh, it's kind of what it sounds. We we try to tell you what's going on. We try to paint a picture. You you you, you, you get describe what's going describe on. Describe what's going on. Now where it's gets really difficult. The color guy brings color to it. He, he, he fills in the blanks and he, he he helps add a little bit here and there. But where it gets difficult is in today's game, everything is so fast. We we, we see these hurry up, up tempo offenses. We, we everything goes, goes, goes. Of course we've also got to pay bills and get a, get commercials in from time to time. As uh, as we all know that everybody in broadcasting knows as well. So to to, to try to keep up with the flow of the game Throw in not just what's happening on the field, but but who made the tackle and right. who made a great block and, and, and what and, we may be trying to do. What we're exactly trying to give to some of the strategy behind the calls, trying to give all that. We're fortunate, Lowndes and, and Valdosta, um, that we also have a sideline announcer. Um, so we we bring a guy down on the field 
uh, that can give you some of the behind the scenes information. Not quite as much as say a college or pro because we don't have some of the access, some of the, the, the contracts in place. But our coaching staff at Lounge, Jamie DeBose is wonderful about talking with us before the game, at, you know, after the half and after the game. We have access to the field. We, again, with men, injuries, I mentioned that, you know, there's HIPAA laws and these kids are minors, so we can't really go and say what's what's happened, so to speak. But we can say what we see, that, hey, he's in the tent, or it's, his helmet's on, he's coming back. That, that's what we last far our best report. But we get to do those things. There's also the referees don't have mics. So sometimes our sideline announcer can hear what the ref is telling the coach and give us an idea of what, what really just happened. Um, other times, you, you really don't know what that call was. Right, right, um, sure. So we, we have that as well in our broadcast, and that's something, again, that Black Herd Media allows us to do and has helped us with. And that's what I did for, for 11 years, and miss, miss being down there, too. I tell you, you, you get a whole other perspective being down there oh, for sure. in the middle of it. Now, how was it now, this two weeks ago now, I think, yeah, because y'all were off last week. So how was it having to deal with ESPN and the people that they had? I know you're, it's a total different entity, entity, but like for us on our, our, our show that's on NBC, by the way, coming on at 7 o'clock this week, guys, not 9 o'clock in the morning, it's coming on at 7 o'clock in the evening. But to deal with those kind of people, um, it, does it make it easier for you? Is it a little bit more difficult because you have to go around things and can't do certain things? Because I know you had to sign an agreement with them. Yeah, yes and no. It, it, it's some of both. Um, fortunately, the school worked out the details for us because they don't allow you certain cameras on the field. They don't allow certain things. But but us being the, the, the hometown radio, and again, you mentioned it, we've covered, I say we, Black Crow Media has covered Lions football for many, many years. So it, it's always going to be a priority. Um, yeah, but, I'm, I'm familiar. <laughs> so it, it's always We're going to circle back to that one. We're going to circle back. But... So we're, we're allowed to do it. However, we did have to move. There's certain things we have to do to accommodate it. It actually makes it easier for us, though, because the game becomes longer. Right. Talking about the speed of the game, we slow down. We get TV breaks. We're able to get in our, our commercial spots. And we're also able to have time to, to, to give some backstories on the field or talk about some of the things we might have learned. We have a coaches show every week. Um, talk about some of those things. So it gives us more time to do what we love to do, and that's dive in and talk about the kids, talk about some of the – the, the 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 deeper information into it other than just you know that was a 10 yard room all right so that was a long explanation about what he does um so my that, let's let's kind of shift this a little bit now we're going to get into the boston lounge thing here you've got the game coming up what's the what's the difference what's the record what's who who's done up now we can't go back to 1960 and say well this team here is better than that team I don't want to compare that. What I want to just see what the record is because I, I don't know these things. Oh, he probably does. So I'm asking the two. This, I this, to both. this okay. is the 60th meeting between the Cats and the Vikings. Okay. Um, and we was talking about it earlier. Um, if you're not from here, you just moved here in the last 20 years. You probably think it's lopsided, favoring Lambs. Um, but if I remember right, the meeting out of 60 of them. Should be right at about 35 for about Austin, about 25 for Lounge. So while it has been in Lounge's favor the last 20, 22 years, um, about Austin still has the overall. Yeah, and I'm not exactly sure that the numbers. I'm not sure if it's uh, it may be a little bigger margin than that. But as he said, though, for many many years, about Austin dominated the robbery, um, the 
the first victory for, for Lyles, I think, was in 77 with a 7-2 win of, of interception return for a touchdown. And uh, my understanding is they, they put hay up and down Ashley Street that night. And, uh, and, and Cody, we were known as the Plowboys. You know, we're the, we're the county folks. And uh, that's kind of where we got our name is we were – we were just the, the old country boys, the country hicks, and they called us the, the yeah, plow boys. Yeah, well, yeah. when I first came, when I first came here back in the late the mid '80s, it was that's that was the impression, the overalls and and you know, and the hats turned backwards and all that stuff. But then you come over to about Austin, and they they were they were the, the city were boys, and they were yeah. polished up and everything they did. We we said this on our show last week, and that's when the Nick Hyder era was in. So, I mean, that that's kind of what I knew when it came down to it. And then I just moved back here probably, what, two years ago? Yeah. And just the change in the difference from the 80s to now, it's just been it's been unreal. Because the rivalry is still there, but saying that, with the trouble that Valdosta has had, I'm asking you as, a, as an announcer, as a fan, as part of that group, do you think that's going to play anything into what's going on? When I'm talking about that, I'm talking about uh, uh, Rush Pro, the Rush Pro's issue, and now you've got you've got uh, the new coach there and the team. When I first went, saw them the first week, that, they were awesome, and then for some reason, the week after that, the week after that, it fell off. So, do you think this is because it's such a rivalry? There's going to be that animosity because of what happened with the board and rush probes and all that from a Lyle standpoint. To be honest with you, as far as on the field and the kids, no. I don't think that that matters anything. I think it's Wintersville. There's no motivation needed for either either side as far as the players go. There is a lot of history here for the fans. You know, we, we like to talk about those things. I, I think, if anything, it, it helps Valdosta from a sense of they, they really don't have a whole lot to lose. People don't expect them – to, to win year in and year out against Lowndes anymore. They're a lower classification. Uh, they've had the coaching changes, but I believe that's a motivating tool for them to go out and prove themselves. Coach Felton does a great job with those young men. He, he does get them to play. Um, so I, 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 I don't. I think some Lowndes fans may actually overlook, and that sounds weird coming from a. I've been this my. I'm 44 years old. I've never missed the Wintersville Classic, and, and of course. I would I would never consider overlooking Valdosta, but I think with all the trouble that they that's had played out, we got to remember this is still an excellent football team, yeah. an excellent talent on the field, um, and and Coach Felton's a great coach. I mean, you don't go on and, and, and win where he did in high school and go on to be a college assistant because you don't you don't know anything about football. He obviously does. But see, something you said and and it's really true. I mean, for those not from here, what he said about. It doesn't really a, it's a robbery. But the adults I really feel as having played in it and stuff, sometimes this is is more important to the adults than it is the kids. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So I, with, I agree. The, with all this mixed in, then the animosity in the stadium just for that night, once you leave then that it's all left there in the stadium. Um, they're having to come to you guys. Uh, they're bringing all that drama and stuff on the field. And the parents are going to pick up on that. You know, they've listened. They've talked about it. We've even had some way in, even when we had all allowances uh, uh, of people here. We had to them the first time we were here. That, you know, it was, they didn't, Lowndes didn't really want to talk about it because they didn't want to get in the middle of it. And I completely respect that. We respected that for them. But coming into the stadium, 
you've got it's all coming up. It's all going to be there. So it, it will, and, and and make no mistake about it. There's still a, a it's still a route. Oh yeah, it's, it's not it's not quite what it was back in, in younger days. There used to be still reds there. and everything else back in the day. My, my yeah. family, my, me and my kids, still don't yellow shirts. We we don't have yellow in our closet, and uh, and I think there's still a, a lot of fashion on both sides that are like that. Yeah. And, and it's important to the kids not being in the same classification, not being in the same region. Uh, you know, it's changed the robbery a little bit, but it's still Wintersville, and it's still the game you talk about in January when you're lifting weights. You know, it's still the game you're talking about in the summer when you're it's working still the out. Game you talk right. about thirty years from now. With the, for the, we only have like five more minutes, so let's let's do this. You tell me what you think the components to this game is going to be coming on on Friday night. So we're. Uh, we're actually going to air this uh, tonight, which so on a Tuesday night for you, who you looking for to, to, to be that standout person? Of course, everybody knows your car is going to be the upgrade guy, but who else besides your offensive line needs to stand up? Because your offensive line has had some trouble this past year. They're young, I understand that. I, I know some of them personally, but they still struggle. So what? Do you, there's a duck in the room. So what do you think? Give me your synopsis Well, you, you touched on it when you said offensive line, and I, I've got to start there because obviously Ja'Curry's going to make his plays. And we look at last year, Ja'Curry put that game away with two great runs in the second half. Uh, but Ja'Curry hadn't ran the ball a lot this year. Other teams have keyed on that, and we haven't really been able to establish uh, a great rushing attack this year. So offensive line's key for us. Um, but any big game, you can always go back to a couple things. One, turnover. Turnovers is always key in any big game. And in this game, I can think of many. I just mentioned first Lounge victory was a turnover and interception return. There are many times that turnovers have changed the whole complex, um, complexion of this game. So obviously you got to hold on to the football. We've got to protect up front. But some guys that I really expect to, to, to have big games, Chris Thomas for Lounge has been very impressive this year. All right, for those of us, especially me, that don't know who Chris Thomas is, tell me about him. Chris is our receiver. He actually – was at Valdosta for a few years. He transferred here in January, really before a lot of their their their, their, their troubles. But he came to us, and um, he is uh, he's had an excellent year out there quietly. So you know, out there on the on the perimeter, Chase Belcher is another young man that uh, got banged up a little bit in the first game, but he had three touchdown catches in the very first game against Walton. He started at running back and ended up playing. And he went back to his position from last year, receiver in that game, and he's. He's continued to do some of both for us. And then Jakari Fleming, our sophomore tailback, has, has gotten stronger and stronger as the season's gone on. I look for those three guys. We, we need big plays out of all three of them uh, to help Jakari. Because obviously Valdosta is going to key on Jakari. Jakari is, uh, you know, we go as he goes, as it, as it says. But uh, one thing we need to do, too, is clean up penalties. We've had a lot of penalties early in the season, and we've got to clean up some of those false starts that, don't seem like much, but when you get the ball moving and then you back up, it's, it's, a, it's a momentum killer, and we've got to clean up some penalties. I, we had the off week last week. I think that was discussed and, uh, and, and preached pretty heavily was, uh, was penalties um, and then trying to just get back to the fundamentals and the offensive line, trying to create leverage. I, I, talking with our coach at our coaches show we had last night, he talked a lot about us being in the right place offensively, like our offensive line executing but not really having the right le the leverage, being being in the right position, blocking the right guy, 
but not getting the right leverage and really pushing him off the ball, trying to play faster and get back to more of the basics. So, so basically what I hear you saying, all is good, but the offensive line power rating is really not where it should be for this division. Now, and, and I, you got some small guys on there. When I say small, you got some guys that are 240 rather than the 300 that you're used to have. So, especially your center is, is, is one of those guys. Um, and that, that's smart as a whip because that's where everything starts. The, and that's so, I, if I'm reading what you're saying is the power rating for the line is, is on the lower end. They're not bad because they, they've been able to do a couple good things this year. Uh, they're mesh. They seem to be meshing well together. But what I hear the coach saying, and you said he said that, and then I hear him saying that, that the strength is an issue sometimes. We, we've got to get stronger. Obviously, that's part of it. Um, we also got to adapt to that. You know, Curry don't leave with this scene sometimes. Yeah. So it might be that you know we're not going to line up and just pound you. But we got to find other ways to, to get the ball down the field. We got to just get create that some one extra second to now, allow stuff to happen. Flip it over to the other side of the ball defensively. The last two ball games, we, we've come out and been pushed around a little bit. The exact opposite of what we're talking about with our offense. But we've made adjustments. If you look at the last two ball games, we've adjusted at halftime. And, and two weeks ago, we had a track meet in the first half and, uh, and gave up a ton of points to the team from Florida that's extremely talented. Uh, but came back after half and only gave up 10 and, and, and eventually won it kind of going away. Now, the second half last week, we didn't give up anything to Lee County. They did push us around a little bit up front the first half. Phenomenal freshman running back, had a, uh, a big game, especially in the first half, but we made some adjustments. Um, we've got to start faster this week. Coach talks about it a lot. His motto is smart, fast, and physical. Um, we've, got to, we've got to come out and weather the storm. That's another thing we talk about with Wintersville. Sometimes the hype can be too much for these 15 and 16 year old kids. We as adults sometimes put too much on them and hype it up too much. Again, it's just a football game. Yeah, it, they got to remember that. You, yeah, but so true. But then you have a kid like Chikari that in six months he could be making a million dollars in six months from now. Different than what so, he used to be. Yeah, he yeah, that letter. Right? I'm saying so. So in six months, once he gets out of high school, he could be a million. So, so is it really too much for them? I, I, I'll. I'll leave that as an open question. I know what you're saying as far as the, the surrounding cast from him, but he is that leader, so he's the one that has to stand up and, and do that. I agree, but if there's 22 kids to play, if we that's had 22 Jacuris, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be worried. But, that, about but that's what I'm saying. If you're doing by doing that, yeah. yes, I completely understand that. So, um, and that's a, that's a great point because these kids, you know, we say we put a lot on them. Uh, but it's who handles it the best. Yeah. It's going to win the football game, especially early on. I think we have to come out defensively. We we are inexperienced in there. I, I think the term youthful is used too much. We're probably as inexperienced on defense, especially the line as we are on the offense. We we, we, we say inexperienced. We say youthful too much because these kids are junior seniors. They yeah. play. They just haven't had Friday night lights. But they've also been four games now. Against four good teams in the Mercedes Benz, they're, they're not necessarily inexperienced anymore. They, they, yeah. right. So, all right. So let's let's move off of the kids. Sure. I really don't want to harp on them. But I, here's where him and I have a, a big disagreement from what I've watched and what I've seen. Now, again, he's a homer, and I'm not. So it's one of those things that he's smart man. So we'll we're circle back. So the big thing is the thing I harp on is your coaching. 
doesn't seem to make changes when the changes need to be made. And now I want to say changes, but they don't, they don't adjust, they don't make the adjustments after the half or after the quarter. It almost seems like that they continue to do, like the first couple of games it was that way. But then you turn around and you come in on last week, they didn't hold, I mean they held, but the week before they didn't. So it's almost like if that, I think that's probably one of the biggest parts of my understanding right now. I think the coaches, this is my opinion now, and you give me yours because we've got to wrap this up. But I think the coaches at halftime need to get more stability on what they're actually going to do to make those adjustments. And that's why you play at the beginning of the year, so when you get to the end of the year, you're ready to go for the playoffs. And that's where all this, it doesn't matter what your score is when when it comes to Camden, when it comes to Tip County, when it comes to Cochran. What it matters is you're going to the playoffs, so let's get everything and get it all out of the way before then. So I think it's the coaching, a little bit of the coaching issue too. And, and and I would I would disagree with you in a sense. I think for me, if you look at our schedule, what we've done so far this year, the first half is where we've been beaten against uh, Walton in the first half. They jumped out early. They had us twenty-one seven and a half. Uh, last week it was twenty-four seven and a half. Uh, well, I just that's what I said. So at the beginning, and then you win a couple of games where they didn't adjust, and then like last week they adjusted and they were all yep. So. That it's the inflexibility that they have coming out after halftime. If I really think if they can get that steady, if that could be a steady possession there, I think it would be awesome. But I, of course, and I'm you know they don't pay you're me home, coach. You're a home they, they don't pay me to coach. My my thought is we got to be more aggressive this morning. Yeah, I feel like we've come out and played more passive in the first half. Uh, is, it, some is the onus on the coaches to make them come out there and have have faster plays, or is that just the kids alone? Where you where are you going to throw that 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 at? Well, I, both. It, it, I, I I always say it's both. Obviously, it's X's and O's the execution. It takes the gimme to do's and the X's and O's. However, I, I, I think our coaching staff would take them would take that burden on them. Right, for sure. Obviously, they're not going to put that on the kids. And I, I do think we've made adjustments at halftime going in. Going back, no points last week, 10 points the week before, and one of those was a long touchdown run. Usually just a busted assignment there. But um, I, I personally think we've got to be more aggressive up front. And I, I think that's on the on the staff, and I think that's on the game plan. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see that some this week. We've had two weeks to work on it. Um, but I also will say, you know, our nature has been to – to come out and not try to give up the big play early and to see what you're doing, so, yeah, and, you and, and and try to try to respond to that. So again, they, they get paid the big bucks, so they're a lot smarter than me. But that's um, that's why we're calling it and we're just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> uh, we'll actually be on the field for this one at, at the at the game there, and this will be the first one I've been on the field with Miles County. So uh, I'm I'm curious about Austin too. So I'm curious as a homer, both of y'all. What is your prediction for this week? Give me a score. Score. I, I, I try not to, to give predictions, but obviously, I think Lowndes is going to win it. Um, I think it'll be closer than expected by some, and, uh, and I think it'll be one we, we pull away in the, in the second half. I think it's going to be a, probably a 30 something, 20 something ball. Game. Okay. I, 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 I'm going to go. Can't wait. Everybody take note. Speechless. I'm going to go with. <laughs> Special teams is going to be very key, I believe. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because is. I think, I, you know, how many games have – I know one year we got beat, I think it was three to nothing, and it was Todd Peterson, or seven to three. I don't remember, but I know one year they got us on special teams. I'm going to go uh, 
say 24 to 17 lamps. Okay, and then, you know, we'll, if somebody wants to come back on, we'll go live with them sometime this week, the other co the other person, whoever that is, uh, for about Asa. And we'll go live and put, give him his chance to, to Dirt, do call it. me. Um, he can do it uh, tonight, or we can do it. And he, look, he got something else. I do. I do. Really bad. He wants to get something. I do have right, but first, before you, before he asks, make sure you go to our YouTube page and subscribe, uh, our Twitter page, all that stuff. Um, and when we come down on the field now, I want to be able to hear you. So I'm gonna bring my headphones set, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to you while I'm on the field. But y'all need to holler at us down there, okay? Absolutely. All right. Sure What's your one thing? Here we go. You mentioned special teams. There's been a lot of big field goals in this game, and, and field goals are important, and that's what people think of when they think special teams. But you can go back to history of this. There's been a lot of block punts or punt returns that have changed the course of this football game. How is your punter, by the way? What is his average, you know? Because usually a punter, a punter on special teams can win or lose a ball game depending on where he puts Yeah, depending on where so. Yeah, absolutely. Our punter is a phenomenal baseball player. Brag on him a little bit. He recently made, tried out and made the U15 USA baseball team. Um, he's not a big guy, about five, five or so, um, but he's averaging probably in the upper 30s, but he's got a great hang time. And that's probably, to me, hang time is almost as important as this yeah, it's in high school because you, you, you prevent the other team from getting big returns. You, you may average 45 or 50, but if one of those goes back for a touchdown, or it don't matter if you could kick at 60 and they can return at 45. Right. So, yeah, so like we were saying, that, I think that's going to be, that'll be a good, a big key to find out. Hopefully you don't have to get in that position. Hopefully uh, Miles doesn't get, everybody else doesn't get in that position, and everybody just runs up and down the field. Now, that's not good for your defense, but, you know. Yeah, but it makes it exciting. It makes, well, <laughs> it, but I like those games, it's the, the knuckles, it's one on the knuckles of the front line. I will say this. Get out and get your tickets. I've got a report today. There's still quite a few for sale, both on Clowns and Valdosta's side. Uh, obviously, I'd like for you to listen. Bring your headphones and listen, obviously, uh, to, to, to us. But we want you in the stadium. It's, it's just there's nothing better than Wintersville Classic to me. The stadium's packed. Uh, you got you know fans of both things. There's a lot of pageantry with both bands. And, doing and it. they'll sit on each other's side too. Yeah, yeah well, because they can argue that way. They're like, they're like yeah, they just like to, they'll like argue a little bit. But we got to wrap this up. So you guys both have your scores. So let's see if we can get. The, what are you going with? The you got our score. What's yours? I haven't heard the other side. I got to hear both sides before I make a prediction. And I didn't hear about Austin's side. That other thing. And they didn't show so, up. well, they didn't show up. <laughs> but as you said, he had work. So, I, was, I was being nice. Yeah, he was being nice. Mm -hmm. We see what he's doing. He's digging already. Um, so, but if I had to look at it from what I see with Lambs and what I see with Mount Austin, what I, what I actually physically saw and what I listened to what this gentleman says on the radio, um, I think it's going to be way closer to you guys anticipate. And I really think if they can get a hold of Jakari, y'all are in for a ride. So it may be like a two-point, three-point game. That's my opinion, and that's... What I know, everybody says their own. And if they can corral Jacory, it it, it, yeah. it could be that. But I mean, I think he committed too soon. You know, I would I would just here. say but this. My whole thing is, I think he's going to be the difference in the ball game. I think the, the kicker, your kicker, is going to be the difference. Your punt, your punter, not theirs. Because if you can keep them on the further side of the field, because they got some big boys on the line. I, I'm just going to say this. 
that's why you got a lot of them. That's it. That's what it's all about, man. I mean, we can sit there and look at teams that just, you think there's no way they're going to, I mean, just last Saturday, who, not even Florida fans, if they were being honest, would have thought what happened happened. Well, and we're going to talk about that on our show. Uh, on, on but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just, you so you got to line up the flight. My big thing is with that, with that game, I told you it was going to be a close one, and nobody believed me. No, you did not. I you sure said did. there was no chance. Go back we'll go back to that. Go back. Go we'll go back, back to that. We'll circle back to that one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so my my thing is, I hope everybody has a fun week. I hope everybody enjoys themselves. Be safe. Go to our YouTube page and subscribe. Go to all our Twitter and everything else. And, and if you can't make it to the game, it's on 99. 99.5 Kings Country. Or you can go to GoVikingVoice.com and there's a list of live links. So, so you see the face. Now you can put a voice to the face. All right, we're going to go now and we'll circle back next week.